Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Pirates 24-7 here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Network. My name is Alex Stumpf. I am coming to you live from... Bradenton, Florida. We're going to give people a minute or so to, to file in, get in here. Uh, sorry for the delay with it. Brian, welcome. <laughs> sorry for the delay to get this one started. Uh, they played the music here a little longer, longer than they normally do. So we're going to, we had to wait a little bit. We're all good now. Should be a fun time. Uh, if you are new to these, if you're catching this on Twitter, you can obviously watch it on Twitter. But if you uh, want to participate, if you have a question, a comment about this Pittsburgh Pirates team, uh, go to the DK Pittsburgh Sports page on either YouTube or Facebook. And you can leave a comment there. It will show up here. If you just do it on Twitter, I might be able to, you know, answer your question that way. And it actually is a good way to transition because I did get something here on the Twitter before, before we got going. Pull that up here in a little bit. Yeah. Question here from Twitter, so it's not going to show up on screen here, but from Patrick DeFazio. Uh, one question for you. Is Jack Sawinski keeping the higher number, number 65, or will he change it to a lower number when the season starts? Uh, it's, it's his number. And that's actually something that's I, – I, I love number stories. Because one of the best ones last year, for me personally, was uh, Miguel Uhura, who had number 89, which is very much a, a minor league number. If you have the lower numbers, you're, you're you know, a big leaguer. You're, there's a reason why. There's a reason why you can not wear a single-digit number if you're a Yankee. But the higher numbers are usually for, oh, he's the minor league guy. He's not going to do anything. Just give him something that we can cycle through. Uhura... Uh, was the first number 89 in baseball history. So he's like, I'm owning that. I'm, I'm the first. I'm the first. He put the 89 tattoo on his neck. It was, it was, it was fun here to describe that. But, yeah, it's, it's a number. A lot of guys, once they get it, they want to keep it. I, I haven't explicitly asked Jack, but I, I'd be pretty shocked if he changes it. But it's I, – I, I do like some of it. I – the. One person with a number 99 number, quick story here, that I spotted yesterday in Tampa. Aaron Judge of the Yankees, number 99. And he was talking to O'Neill Cruz in the tunnels at Tampa at George Steinbrenner Field. And it was a good 15 or so minute conversation, 30 minute or so conversation. Asked about it, he's like, oh, no, that's just between us. I, I, I want to keep it that way. But it's, it's cool that someone like Judge, the MVP, the single leader for the American League, sees O'Neill Cruz, and he's like, hey, I just want to make sure this guy's on the same path. I, I think this guy could be terrific. And I, I asked him, like, hey, do you think you're going to be – there's a lot of people in Pittsburgh who would like him to be, 
you know, the left-handed Aaron Judge, and uh, paraphrasing here a bit, but he's like, I think he could be just as good or better. So let's go to your questions here. From Ethan Early, with the rest of the Central, minus the cards getting worse, could the Pirates realistically end in third place in the Central? I think the Reds are, I don't know if they're worst. They're definitely worse than where they were in 2021, but still some young players. I, I view them as like a year or so behind where the Pirates are and they are rebuilt. So uh, probably they're in last place again this year. The Cubs finally begrudgingly invested some money in the team again, but I, I don't think they're that deep a ball club. I think third place is very possible. I mean, I, they're not going to beat the Cardinals. I don't know if the Brewers are a playoff team because they're doing that. Uh, they're doing that. Uh, try to stay roughly as good, but also shed a lot of payroll. The 2016-2017 the Pirates. Trying to figure that out, but Cardinals are going to win this division. Brewers might be a wild card, but yeah, I, I don't think the Reds are going to be better than the Pirates. I wouldn't be shocked if the Pirates finish ahead of the Cubs. So I think third, a weak third place, let's be real here. I don't think they finish with a winning record. But third sounds pretty good after four straight years in the cellar. From Ryan Little, what are the chances Travis Swaggerty makes the opening day roster? I'm writing about this. Uh, for DK Pittsburgh Sports today, it's very possible. We'll go with that. Him and Kanan Smith and the Jigba in particular have just had two really good springs. And there might only be one outfield job for them and for Cal Mitchell. Throw him in that mix too. So it's a real outfield competition. It's also a competition that's not going to end at the end of spring training. This is There are going to be players with, you know, a reason to look over their shoulder for most of the year. So we're going to see Swaggerty at some point. We're going to see Kanan at some point. Like, there's a lot in this outfield group to like. A lot of them have been performing well. It's not going to just be settled here. And before I get going, just a reminder here, if you are watching this on YouTube, on Facebook, if you could leave a comment or a like or subscribe, definitely helps us all out. We are here at Lecom Park here in Bradenton, Florida. From Levi Palmer, how long do you expect Andy to be in the minors before he gets called up to the big leagues? Well, when's the Super 2 date? And I, I, it's, it's, that's a very perhaps loaded on my part, but it's, he's down there. They want him to catch. Let's start off with that. They want him to catch. It was something that he didn't get to do as much as they wanted him to last year because, you know, he, bumped elbows with Henry Davis. He, There are just ways to do it. He's down there to be a full-time catcher. I think June is a pretty realistic goalpost for him getting a couple months of catching, of you know getting some actual AAA experience, and that being the end product of it all. So I, I would say early June, mid-June would be a realistic circle. Those dates in the calendar is a real possibility for Endy to come up. We aren't going to touch if he's major league ready now. I, I think he could handle it if he was challenged with it, but they don't feel that they need to. Cameron Thompson, what are your thoughts on Quinn Priester? I heard mixed reports during his spring stint. Could he be a big league pitcher this season? To answer the second one first, he is going to be a big league pitcher this season, health, health permitting. Like there's going to be opportunities available for starting pitchers. He is one of their top starting pitcher products. He, he 
he's going to come up. Uh, what I thought, I thought basically what I've thought of Quinn Priester for a while. I think he's very talented. I think he has good feel for his pitches, good feel, improving feel for how to use them in different situations. Uh, there's a weird line with him where the scouts, they generally seem to love him. While the analysts and the people in the data are a little more hesitant, they, there are concerns with the fastball. Can it play well enough? Like, yeah, the slider and changeup and uh, curveball are good, but can he pitch backwards if he can't rely on the fastball? There's some things to work around there. I don't think he's going to be an ace, but I think he's going to be a good major league pitcher. I think, what was it, the offseason after 2020, whenever he just had that terrific showing at the alternate site and people got to see, you know, what he could do? It's. I think maybe that just pumped the tires a little bit too much, but I think he is a very talented young pitcher, and we are going to see him at some point this year. Ethan, I'm missing out on Joey Menace here, but Drew Maggi, yeah, he's been a great story. He's. I'm going to assume Joey Menace is somewhere along the lines of uh, a Matt Haig, uh, a 2021 Kevin Newman, just someone who comes out of nowhere and has this huge spring. I've, he's been great, and I think there is a limb, but not 0% opportunity this guy makes this roster. He's played well. He's a great story. He was beloved by that clubhouse in Indianapolis last year. So we're, we're going to see. It'd be nice for the 33-year-old to actually be able to play this first big league game. Cameron Thompson. I'm a UK fan, but I want to visit PNC Park for the first time this year. I'd love to buy you a DK a beer. Well, DK doesn't drink, so I'll have the two. Post game, post game at Mike's Beer Bar. <laughs> Thank you. Hope you get to see it. It's a beautiful ballpark. Really one of the best, if not the best in baseball. Keith Wendell. Hey, Alex, keep up the great reporting. Thank you. Uh, the, do you see Davis and Andy being called up around the same time, June, July? Let's go, Bucks. I, I, I see them both getting called up this year. I see Andy coming first uh, because he's going to start in AAA and he's going to catch all the time. I, I haven't had it explicitly said that probably means Henry Davis is starting in Altoona. But if I'm connecting some dots here, he's probably going to start in Altoona then if they want Andy to play full-time at catcher because they also see Henry Davis as a catcher. So there's ways to go about it. So I think it's probably going to be Andy gets called up. Henry Davis gets called up to AAA either end, like a couple weeks before or after that other promotion. And then we'll see – July or August for maybe Henry. I think that's a reasonable, reasonable expectation. Douglas Smith, how far is this bullpen from turning the corner to being a positive? I think they got a real one-two punch to end it in, in Bednar and Holderman. Like Bednar, obviously an all-star last year. If he stays healthy, we know what he can do. Holderman, my goodness, there's just been so much buzz around this guy this spring. It is offseason, really. Like, there were plenty of times this offseason where I'd be talking to someone about pitching and not bring up Holderman, and they're like, okay, but Holderman also. They think this guy is going to be a leverage arm for them. They might never ever <laughs> explicitly say setup man because Derek Shelton is shied away from using those roles, but effectively the setup man. I think that would be a really good spot for him. So if you add him, Chase DeYoung, I think, has done a really good job. The splitter. Goodness, has looked beautiful so far. Jose Hernandez, hard-throwing lefty. Will Crow did really well until he kind of fell off in September. 
there are some arms here. I think this is going to be a stronger unit than last year, but last year's unit was also so beat up that it just kind of haunted them all year. Ethan qualified. He he was the uh, Nationals' first baseman. He was 30 and made his debut at uh, 32. So so there you go. There you go. So, yeah, it, it'd be real nice. It'd be – I'm a sucker for a good baseball story. The guys played well. I th depending on how these competitions go, I think there is a way that you could get them onto the roster. Bill Peak asks, have I seen Anthony Salamento yet this spring? No, I, I haven't been able to go to Pirate City just for the minor leaguers yet. I'm planning on doing it before I head back up north to Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, but I, I've been high on Salamento for a while, and it sounds like he's added some fastball velo. There's a lot to like about this young man. I think he's going to be one of the better uh, starting pitching prospects that come here through a while, for a while. Uh, him and Bubba Chandler, just got to be a really fun one-two punch to watch in, you know, Bradenton, Greensboro this year, probably Altoona in, in 2025. Let's see what happens. Squid, is this Stephen Brault? We'll see. Squid says, <laughs> I'm looking out my window at PNC Park, looking from the north side. I, I tried to get, like, some seats here see the palm trees you know like it, try to get a little taste of florida here i also got the sun barreling in my face and and the wind which is why the hair is going everywhere so i'm, I'm really trying my best day game after night game i didn't get a chance to shave this morning so i i look great this is this is going to be definitely better as a podcast i hope rather than just video uh, what's going to happen with Dendy and Henry? Is someone moving positions? Someone getting traded? I feel like he packaged one of them with the other prospects who are a big name, like in the future, not now. They Pirates view both as catchers. And they're both going to stay as catchers, but they're both going to have to find a way to coexist with one another. Whether that's one DHs, that's a possibility, but... And you can play first base, right field, left field, second base if necessary. Uh, we saw Davis at right field. I think he could play first base. There are ways to get them both into the lineup, but it, there's no rush. There's no need to move them away from catchers. They're both going to be developed as catchers. And like I said earlier, Andy Rodriguez, they want him to be – they want him to catch every day. It was a luxury he didn't have last year. And how he performed last year was great. That's why he moved up to all those levels. They want him to be a catcher. They need to give him reps in that. I think this is going to be the last one here today. Uh, Douglas Smith, how many players are we down to now? And who will be the hardest to set down? Uh, we're down to 50 at the moment, including the guys who are at the World Baseball Classic and not presently in uh, Bradenton. Down to 50, I believe it's 26 pitchers, 24 position players. If not, it's the other way around. But a pretty even split. We got about half of that clubhouse still to cut, and I, I wonder what's going to happen in that outfield because someone who has had a really nice spring in that outfield is not going to make the team because Sawinski's going to make the team, Reynolds is going to make the team, McCutcheon's going to make the team. How many outfielders can you put on after that? Especially if you go with someone with some defensive flexibility, whether that's 
uh, a young guy like Jiwon Bay or a veteran like uh, Mark Mathias or uh, Chris Owings. So there's some interesting how many outfielders can you put on this team? I think you can put on one more. And right now for me, it's between Travis and Kanan, both of who have had two really good springs. One of them is going to be a victim of just not enough roster spots, not enough playing opportunity. And again, that's just going to be for the short term. Thank you guys so much for participating this week. Uh, like I said, this was from Lee Com Park. So thank you for watching. We're going to be doing these a lot after uh, home games this year. So if you had something, we didn't get to it, or if you just missed out on this stream, be sure to find it another time. It's going to probably be about five-ish o'clock after these home day games. So thank you so much for watching, for listening. We'll talk again next time.